from round the corner to your street and neighbourhood. This is Pablo for breakfast. Pat Farmer, he's an ultramarathon runner who once ran, I couldn't believe this, I had to look it up, reread it twice, 20,000 kilometres, the North Pole to the South Pole. He's also an ex-member of Parliament and currently running around Australia in six months for The Voice, and he just arrived in Carrara. He's on the side of the road, pulled up somewhere. Pat, good morning. Hey, how are you, mate? It's, uh, it's great to be here in Carrara. Um We've had such a warm welcome, actually. The truckies have been fantastic. They've given us a nice wide berth, and many of the miners have uh, taken the time to be able to like to pull over and say good day as well. Well, I'm glad the wind has finally calmed down a little bit because the last couple of days here in Caratha has been horrible, Pat. You would have been going very, very slow if you had been running into the wind. But what's it been like out there on the road, running? Well, exactly that. I got the same wind that you oh, guys did, you? did uh, oh. over the last over the last three days. Yeah, a very strong headwind blowing down from the north, and that's why most people run around the country in the other direction. And you <laughs> right. find cyclists cyclists do the same. But uh, by the nature of this run, I I need to finish in Uluru, ah. and it made good sense to come from Tasmania. So I've done Tasmania, and then I flew straight across to Perth from Tassie. And so Perth was the start of my, the mainland journey, so it made sense to go around this way. And then when I come back up through the bottom, I'll hit uh, Adelaide, Port Augusta, and then go up into Alice Springs and across to Uluru. Wow. I mean, it's an incredible journey that you're going on. I've had a bit of a love affair with running, but I never, ever think of doing this, Pat. The, I did a marathon, and I was like, that, that's it for me. I hang my shoes up. Uh, but obviously, this is for The Voice. It, it, but what made you decide to say... I'm going to run around Australia. It's a pretty bold move. Yeah, it is. It is. Believe it or not, I actually did this before over 20 years ago. Huh. Uh, and uh, and uh, that was for the Centenary Federation. And my daughter, who was only only very young at the time, travelled with me in the crew then. She um, she said to me, Dad, you you know, why don't you do a run? Why don't you do a run for The Voice? And between you and I, Pablo, everybody under the age of 30 totally gets the need for the indigenous people of this country to have a voice directly to parliament i mean uh to them it's a no-brainer and they're saying to me why do we even have to vote on this it's crazy but it's that older demographic that i fall into uh that i you know i need to get out here and try and convince that it's an important move that the way that we've had things for the last 200 years simply hasn't worked uh, and it's most important that we get the various Indigenous communities speaking up directly to the, the decision makers about the needs for vital infrastructure, uh, housing, of course, uh, education and uh, various other bits and pieces of health, health issues within their own communities. And one of the things with this journey, and I'm emphasising it with the run itself, is Australia is such a diverse place. Like yeah. Tasmania, it was driving snow and, and sleet <laughs> yeah. when I was running through there. And then, of course, I, I, I get across to Western Australia and scorching hot days, uh, um, strong headwinds, all sorts of different things. And I've no doubt, you know, I'll get up to Darwin, it'll be different again. I'll mm. get across to Queensland, different again. And, of course, down through the southern states, the same sort of deal. So it's most important we have a a full range of views getting directly to the decision makers in Parliament. Now, this question pops up a lot, and I'm sure you've answered it numerous times, but there's 11 Indigenous politicians in Parliament now. Yep. So why does Australia need a voice? Yeah, look, 
It's most important because what happens with the politicians, and you see it all the time with them, they go in there with all the right intentions, which is fantastic in the early stages of it all, but most of them are glued to a political party. Mm. And the problem with being glued to a political party is you take the line that the party has taken. And we've seen that with the opposition instead of them saying, oh, this is a big issue, this is important for the whole country, oh, let's just support it and let's concentrate on the issues that divide us uh, instead, of, instead of something as important as this. So everybody that's, has just jumped on the party political line, and that's what—that's unfortunately what happens. There's not enough independence in in parliament, so you're not getting those independent voices. You're getting party voices, and the party voices are very, very strong. Well, you've and you've I, been and, in parliament, I so I know that, that you know yeah. that, and I, and I agree. I think we really are missing really a third big party right in, in, in it a, would make in a huge difference yeah, yeah it would would really make a huge difference because then you get a diversity of ideas mm. uh, within there instead of a lot of the time and i saw this firsthand myself as you mentioned i was a member of parliament and i'll never forget when um we would meet regularly the the coalitions which is liberal party and the national party would meet every tuesday morning John Howard was the Prime Minister at the time, and we would discuss whether we should say sorry or not to the Indigenous people of this country over uh, the stolen generation. And we, you know, most of our side was full of lawyers, and they all said, this is going to cost the country an absolute fortune in compensation. We're going to lose our land. Everything's going to change. It can't be done. We're going to say no to this. And so that was the line that we took. Then we lost the election in 2007. Kevin Rudd came in. The very first thing that he did was apologise to the Indigenous people of this country for uh, um, for that stolen generation. And Brendan Nelson, the leader of the opposition, stood side by side with him. And I was there at that point in time. The sky didn't fall in. It didn't cost us a cent in compensation, but it went a long way towards the healing process for those Indigenous people that have been wrongly done by and I will never forget, it wasn't that long ago, Peter Dutton was saying to everybody, hey, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I should have been there. I shouldn't have, uh, I shouldn't have um, refused to go along to all of that, and I should have supported it as well. And then, and then this issue comes up, a great opportunity for the coalition to turn around and say, this is bigger than all of us. This is most important. Take a bipartisan approach instead. They've gone down the political line again. And that's my own party. So, you know, I, I, that's why I'm out here doing this, because I need to just speak for ordinary people. And that's why I'm doing an ordinary thing, like putting one foot in front of the other and trying to inspire Australians that this is a big country. It's a very diverse country. But it's most important that we take a grown-up approach to our future and we embrace all, all the people of this country. We move forward together. You mentioned that divide before. And I think that's one of the things that keeps cropping up, right? We've got one side of the argument saying this is going to unite us, it's going to bring us together. The other side is saying this is going to divide us more. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, it, it, the, the bottom line is whether we like it or not, whether people want to admit it or not, the Indigenous people of this country were here before white men settled it. And that's just a, that's a fact. And so the bottom line of that whole situation is we've got the opportunity to embrace 65,000 years of history and call it our own as the whole of Australia. 
instead of it being an us and them thing, which it is at the moment. That'll, that'll show us as being uh, quite an identity to the rest of the world. It's something that we can all embrace and something we should all be very, very proud of, a heritage that goes way back, a longest continuous heritage of any nation on this earth, of any nation on this earth. So, you know, for that reason, we should really be embracing this opportunity. And I think what a privilege it is that Indigenous people of this country, So, and I say that because both Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders want to be part of our constitution instead of us having a separate chamber altogether and, and being completely separate to it all. And that's why I, I say, quite frankly, it's about this is uniting us, it's not dividing us. But of course, it's a great tagline for an opposition to use to be able to throw doubt into people's minds. And that's why I'm trying to break things down into very simple terms. People are coming out here and they're running with me on the road. They're saying, I don't understand this. I've seen the commercials. I don't know what's going on. Can you please explain it to me? And when we have a we have a run a chat together, and everybody, oh, that's that's simple. Uh, yeah, of course, that's that's a yes vote for me, and that's that. You know, so I'm just trying to cut through all the BS, trying to cut through all the political jargon uh, and the political preference, and just say, look, this is what it's all about. It's a yes vote to to say that the indigenous people of this country should have a voice directly to the people that are making decisions. Those, that, that voice doesn't have to be adhered to every single time, but the fact of the matter is that the politicians got to turn around and they got to say why they're not supporting that infrastructure bill or why they're not supporting that education bill or why they're not supporting that, those health reasons or whatever. And that's the thing that's going to hold our politicians to account, whereas at the moment they, they can just dismiss it and ignore it there because they're only 3% of the population. So you think it'll be a bit more of a dialogue? It won't be sort of like a standoff between the two parties. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and it and that's why it is a dialogue. And look, to 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 be totally honest with you, I contacted a lot of my ex colleagues uh, from both the coalition, uh, sorry, from the coalition, both the Liberal Party and uh, the National Party prior to doing this run. I contacted them and I said to them. Look, I just want to let you know, I'm doing this run because I believe in it. I believe it's the right thing to do for our future, etc., etc. And you would be amazed at the amount of them that want want to support this. If they're part of the executive, they can't. Otherwise, they lose their job. Yeah. Uh, um, and they have to step down to being a backbencher, which has all sorts of ramifications for their for their their career. But um, some of them have been brave enough to do that, and I, and I admire them for that. And I think... Most Australians admire somebody who's prepared to cross the floor on an issue that really matters for the benefit of the country rather than for the benefit of their party. Now, you've been out running for yeah the last couple of weeks. I'm not sure if you've really paid much attention to the last couple of days and been what's been going on, but there's been a bit of to and fro uh, about the wording in the referendum. Are, are you happy with where it is, or do you think it needs oh, to be updated, as some people are saying? Uh, look, I, I, before I took off on the run, I met with a couple of constitutional lawyers and they said to me, they said to me, Pat, we are, we believe this is the right thing to do. We're, we're in total support of it. Um, there may be some changes that need to be made, like a very slight change that needs to be made to the wording. Uh, and that's around the fact that it addresses the executive. And the executive can be a number of levels of government from uh, the local police station all the way through to okay. uh, all the way through to federal executive and that's where that's where 
there'll be some tidying up to do. But that's what we pay our politicians to do. What will happen is we'll have the vote. The Australian people will vote yes or no. If they vote yes, then it's up to the politicians then to do their job, to put it in there and to tweak the to tweak it all, to send it up to the Senate. It gets tweaked again, sent back down the House of Representatives. They look at it and if they like it, then they approve it and it goes through and becomes law from that point on. That's what they do with every other piece of legislation and that's what they're supposed to do. This is the, uh, the people's choice, not the politician's choice. And that's why I've said to my guys and my side of politics, look, look, let the people make their decision and then you tweak the policy and, and, and you scrutinise the policy and have all the arguments you like with each other uh, to, to get it to the best possible place that it can be at that point in time. But let the people make the decision. And that's why I'm doing something as earthy as running around the country uh, and connecting with ordinary people. And that's why I'm staying in Caribbean parks and on the side of the road because I'm trying to connect with these people. I've been to Indigenous communities as well. I had so many people come out to me on the side of the road and say, good on you. You know, thanks so much for what you're doing. And I, I think those, those, the people on the ground, they get it. They, it's, it's simple from their point of view. The politicians want to make it complicated because that's basically what, what happens when you get two lawyers together in a room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Pat, we wish you all the best on the rest of the run. People can find out more at runforthevoice.com. And over the next couple of days, we will see you out and about around Caratha as you head through and head on out, uh, making your way through Roman and on the way to Port Hedland. Uh, Pat, appreciate your time this morning, uh, and I'll let you get back to the road. Absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Pablo. And we'll stay in touch. We might, I might contact you from the Tiwi Islands or uh, some, <laughs> some, of the other, some of the other locations and let you know how it's going later on down the track. Cheers, mate. The feel-good start to your day. This is Pablo for breakfast. It's